Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast with husband and wife team, Nabil Boomrar and Caitlin Weeks. Caitlin is a certified nutrition consultant and the creator of grassfedgirl.com. Nabil is a classically trained chef who works in a five-star hotel in downtown San Francisco. They are the best-selling authors of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking. Together, Nabil and Caitlin answer your questions about healthy cooking and wellness while helping you learn to enjoy a relaxed, paleo-primal lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Caitlin and Nabil. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast. We're so happy to have you with us today. This is... The number five. All right. Yay. So today we're going to talk about broth and stock. And grass-fed chef is going to talk all about how to make it taste good. And I'm going to talk about the nutritional benefits. So if you haven't been cooking with broth or stock, you're really missing out. And we want you to know how easy it is to make and how nutritious it is and healing for your body. So get ready for this fun episode about stocks and broths. Every time I talk about broths, and I mean, usually I talk a lot about stocks, not broth, because broth, you can get it anywhere. And I got really excited, and I think this is one of the basics of cooking. If you know how to make a good stock, you're pretty good, in pretty good shape, you're safe out of you know, when it comes to flavors and stuff. So you have already the base, anything you add to it is just extra. So what have you been up to, Grassfed Chef? Uh, <clears throat> it's been now a little over three weeks that I'm doing ketogenic diet. Ooh. And I didn't have basically almost any carb for almost four weeks now and you eat a little bit of berries sometimes as a treat i mean yeah it doesn't doesn't it's not a lot of carbs but i'm keeping it extremely low and i'm doing some kind of videos every now and there and we check how 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 much weight i lost so far with being almost four weeks and it's about 15, 16 pounds so far. Yeah, you're wasting away. I know, I'm shrinking. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch out. Those girls are going to be after you. What about you? you? What are you after? <laughs> um, I am doing the same old thing, you know, working on my essential oils and hanging out with my little nephew and working on our, we're making a ketogenic cookbook and diet book to go along with Crash Said Chef's plan. So stay tuned for that in the next couple couple of months. So we're working on that. And I'm also just helping running to Home Depot with our renovation. It was almost done. We only have like two more days and then hopefully it's gonna be finished. Actually it's done. We just need the air conditioning person. Yeah, to come we, put we have AC. the air conditioning and the carpet on the stairs. So other than that it's done. We're just so excited to get that over with because it's been really annoying. <laughs> so renovations can uh, get ready for some some tests and troubles with your, with your home. 
So, all right. Let's start about broth. When I started making broth, it was when I was in nutrition school, and I really had never... And I only knew about broth from Thanksgiving. You know, I used to see my stepmom buying those Kansas Swanson's broth with all the salt and the who knows what else is in it. And But that was the only time she used it was at Thanksgiving for the stuffing, I think. And I really had no idea that broth was this whole world of, of cooking information, but also flavor and dimension. And now that, you know, we spent two years making our book, Mediterranean Paleo Cooking, and now I will not be without any broth or stock at all times. And we're going to explain the differences uh, a little bit more, but... I think stock, I mean, from what I understand, Grasshead Chef can correct me, but stock is more of a restaurant term, more of a chef's term. And for nutrition consultants like me, we talk about bone broth because we're trying to get all of the uh, minerals and vitamins out of the bones and into a nice broth and into your body. So, but along the way, both of them have... amazing flavor depending on what you, how you prepare it and amazing nutritional benefits. So I'm going to talk more about the health benefits. So if you ever traveled around the world, or if you've ever watched Anthony Bourdain, you know that if you look at other cultures, uh, that they're always brewing up a pot of soup or stock and Uh, Well, there's two different steps. So there's soup and then there's, there's broth and stock. So some countries, they will actually have the meat on the bone cooking the soup. And that's very common. And it's actually a lost art. Here in the USA, we just are so into these uh, chicken, skinless chicken breasts in this plastic. We're very removed from our food. But if you've ever seen, you know, in Asia, they're always cooking up those big pots of broth on the side of the road. And it's just, we don't really realize that that's a way of stretching out your animals and making them into more meals. And there's so many benefits to our digestion and to our immune system by drinking those soups and broths. So you may have seen somebody cook a whole chicken in water, for example, that's more of a, would you, would you call that a, a more, I don't know what you call it. <clears throat> he has totally different ideas about it than me. But the thing what <clears throat> nutritionists are trying to get you to do is to break down the bones. So if you just cook a chicken in a whole, in a pot of water, you're going to get very, a lot of flavor, but you, what you need to do is have a second step where you take those bones, put them back in the water in a new pot of water. You can also, my favorite is to use the crock pot. So this is what I do is I put them in the crock pot and I put them with a bunch of water. I fill up the crock pot with as many bones as I have. Usually I save them in a Ziploc bag in the freezer for as many months, whatever. <laughs> then I put them in the crock pot, as many bones as I have. Uh, you can separate them by beef and chicken or whatever if you want to have a consistent flavor. And then I put them into the crock pot with filled with water. I put a little bit of apple cider vinegar, and that helps to break down the bones. And then I put the garlic, and that's it. 
So I usually cook that for 24 to 48 hours, and that gives you a lot of the minerals and a lot of the amino acids, which are like glycine and proline. These are very healing for the gut lining, for the skin. Uh, they're very supportive of your neurotransmitters because our neurotransmitters are made out of amino acids. So if you are very uh, having some gloom and doom in your life, you need more bone broth. Uh, so that's what I do, and you know, the, actually, the, tw- the human body is made of 25 to 35 uh, percent collagen and gelatin, and uh, that's what makes our skin firm and elastic. So we need that those constituents to constantly be rebuilding our skin. So if you're getting older and you want to look good, drink a lot of bone broth, and you want your skin to be firm and soft and it can even help with age spots and wrinkles. So it ha- because it has so many minerals, it's calcium, magnesium, phosphorus. It's very supportive of hair, skin, and nails. Oh, I said skin. <laughs> Stretch marks. So if you're pregnant or something like that, or you've gained a lot of weight, lost a lot of weight, I don't know anybody like that, uh, like myself. Uh, it's very good for stretch marks because it regenerates the collagen. It's very good. Uh, one of the things with you have with cellulite is when your your skin is breaking down and is actually a nutrient deficiency. So you need to fill in all those gaps with bone broth. There's glycine. It helps with liver detox, so supports liver detoxification, which we all need because that's going to boost our metabolism. If our liver's all clogged up, we're not going to be burning fat very well. Uh, it has glycine, which supports stomach acid production. And if you don't know, you actually need a lot of stomach acid because if you don't have it, you're not going to be getting nutrition from your food. You're not going to be getting all, you're going to be buying all this expensive food, but you're not going to be breaking it down so that it supports the hydrochloric acid production, helps you break down protein more effectively. And it also helps if you have a health challenge, uh, such as leaky gut, it helps with, uh, well, there's been a lot of studies where in Russia, they studied mice where they induced leaky gut, and then they fed them gelatin, and it actually, which gelatin is a part of bone broth, it actually... uh, healed their leaky gut. It's also been used in the 1930s with celiac patients in a clinical setting. Arthritis is really good for the older people in your life who have joint problems or, you know, it's hard for them to get up and down. So you can, you can even buy gelatin, but we'll do another show probably on gelatin, the powder gelatin, because that's a whole, whole nother story. And I mean, it's very similar, but it has so many other uses. So I don't want to overwhelm you with information. It's uh, If you have ever read anything about Kate Shanahan, Dr. Kate Shanahan, she's worked with the Lakers to help them with peak performance, and she advocates for a paleo-type ancestral diet, and she's found that it's, she thinks that the nutritional density of bone broth actually uh, boosts adrenal function if you're struggling with, you know, a health issue and stress, and it's very, the glycine in bone broth actually helps with balancing hormones. And if you have a leaky gut, you probably have a lot of allergies and sinus stuff. 
So it will help because that's part of your immune system is all your gut lining and your uh, lung lining and your sinus, all your sinus tissues. So that's all part of your immune system. So it, it's all kind of the same and it needs a lot of the constituents in bone broth to work properly. So I think we're so, there's so much nutritional wisdom in, you know, the, the cultures of other countries, you know, Eastern Europe and in Asia just are coming to mind. And, um, so we need to take that and put it into our everyday life. And, you know, bone broth is becoming quite chic. There's a, my friend Hannah from Healy Eats Real, she went over to New York (laughs) so far, but she went to New York to the bone broth stand and, um, you know, it's really trendy and cool now to go and walk up and it's replacing coffee, I guess. And then I know it down on our old neighborhood on Polk Street and Belcampo meets, they have a, they have a bone broth. You can just walk up to the counter and order. And we have a really cool butcher here in Nashville called Porter Road Butcher and they sell bone broth already made. And there's tons of places online you can have it shipped to you too, but you know, it's just water and bones, so I can't see paying for it, but I mean, I'm home all the time, so I just save all my bones for my old meats and stuff and then just make it. So, you know, if you're a busy professional and you go to work and have a bunch of kids and all that, then, you know, maybe it's something you want to save time and buy. Uh, and if you have a chef at home who's looking really good these days, you can, uh, you can have him help you out too. So take it away, grass-fed chef. Tell me everything that I said wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> the best, the best, actually the best uh, bone broth you can buy on on the internet was on Pete's. Oh right, the yeah. one down in San Diego. That was the best, actually, pretty close to. I mean, if it's not the same as the stock we make at work, it's really good. Just check it out. I mean, his. He's doing Pete's a great paleo. job. It's a Pete's Paleo. It's his his amazing chef. So, yeah, and I'm gonna say something. Maybe a lot of people they're not gonna agree with me, but my personal opinion between the broth and the stock, the broth is something. It's a liquid obtained out of like uh, from simmering meat or chicken. You don't have to have bone. But you can make it out of a bone. That's what I think about broth. But when it comes to a stock, there are some ingredients, some things you need to do to get the stock itself. You want it to be flavorful. You want it to be the base because basically the stock, it's a foundation. That's what it is in French. Oh. That doesn't call it stock, it's called the foundation. A foundation is the base of everything you make. Basically a soup or a sauce or a stew or anything like that. Like if, if you braise like a, I mean, I don't know, any, any kind of food, if you braise it, you want it, you want enhanced more flavor into it. So basically that's what you want. You want the foundation, which is the stock. And what is it called in French? Le fond. Oh, if you start speaking French, we're gonna have to stop the podcast. <laughs> so, and it's it's pretty easy, and it has like you know just four ingredients. Uh, it's the bones, 
that's the most important one. Then the mirepoix, and you got the sachet and water. They might not know what mirepoix is. Uh, let's explain the sachet. It's just fancy French words. That's the way we learn it. That's the way we just, you know, keep saying it all the time, even here in the States. The sachet is uh, the French term for a bag. So where you put your herbs. <coughs> and the main, the main one, the French way, and the best way to do it is to put thyme, bay leaves, uh, I've got a whole cloves and peppercorn and maybe like some kind of uh, parsley stems or something. But nowadays, I mean, we mix like everywhere. If you run out of uh, parsley, just don't worry about it. If you have only parsley, just put parsley in it. You put any herbs that makes more flavor and it gives it to the thing. Just put it in like a cheesecloth. So it's easier to remove when you're making the stock because some stocks takes too long, longer than others and you don't want the spices to be there the whole time or you don't want to run and fish them outside of your broth. I mean, at the end you're going to strain it anyway. <coughs> okay, and when it comes to the mirepoix, mirepoix is, is something simple, it's just fancy. It's onion, celery, and carrots. When you make a stock, most of the time on mirepoix, we put uh, like 50% onion, 25% uh, celery, or 25% carrots. So basically we call it 2-1-1. So two cups, two gallons, two whatever you want of onion to one and one carrot and celery. Oh. So it's you. You don't have to. Well, that's what's great about making stocks. You don't have to follow exactly the amount, but that's the way we do it. Well, there's probably difference in if you're cooking for a lot of people or just at home. Yeah, I mean, we make big pots. We we got out of like thirty or forty gallons of it, and we use it. We go through it pretty fast, and. When it comes to bones, the bones are the major ingredient, of course, to make the stock. And it can be like beef or veal or chicken or fish. Even sometimes you can use like lamb or pork or gamey, like, you know, bison or whatever. I mean, it, do it doesn't have to be like that because in the, in the kitchen we don't have like specific like uh, beef stock. We have clear stock and brown stock. So white stock and brown stock. That's the difference in the kitchen. The white stock is you, chicken you, and brown no, stock is you, beef? No, you can make uh, white stock out of beef. The only difference is you don't add the tomato paste to it. Oh. Because you want, so, sometimes you want brown sauce or sometimes you want white sauce. That's why when it comes to cloudiness and stuff. But... The bones, what, what, why is the major ingredients? Because is the protein in it. And the protein in it, it has like the, the connected tissues, the one that, you know, the bones, you're not going to clean them, French them all the way, so it has the stuff. And the connective tissues, that's what we call it all the time, and the doctors call them collagens. So collagens is the connective tissues, and it dissolves in a slow cooking. Sometimes if you grill a steak, 
it doesn't break apart but if you cook, cook it slowly and surely in like three or four hours whatever the kind of uh, bone you're using it dissolves and that's what the gelatin comes from the gelatin it's like the you know when when you chill the final product it comes to one gel like jello and that's that's mean you did a good job and people always ask me i mean if why why did they brought it in gel and i always think it's because they didn't have enough bones and they had too much water is that right yes and sometimes i mean the best bone to use is the knuckles and the knuckles has something it's called cartilage and the cartilage is the best source of gelatin that's the number one source of gelatin like sometimes you do it I mean like if you have you could use a, chicken feet too right yeah if you go for an older animal doesn't have a lot of uh-huh. uh, cartilage in it but a young one like if you get a veal <laughs> same with you, people yeah when you go to their knuckles it's a lot of gelatin some of them like you cook them for you know four or five hours it gels to perfection other times you go and do it and it doesn't gel as much but it doesn't mean you don't know how to do it you did it wrong it's just sometimes the bone like sometimes you do it here you cook the chicken I'm sorry you cook the chicken then you save the bone and then you try to make uh, another broth out of it I mean you use some of the gelatin you use some of the 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 cartilage in it and the protein and you know collective tissues it's gone already so when you do it the second time it doesn't come as good as the first time but it still has it still has health benefits it just doesn't gel as much of course and the the fourth ingredient is water sometimes you put like you said they put a lot of water in the thing so think about it that way. That's what the way I think about it, and I, I don't. I don't know. That's why I learned it at school, and that's what I do it at work. Is when it comes like what when you take water, it's a hundred percent. Get fifty percent of the bone, and ten percent of the miracle. So it doesn't I mean just take it that way. I mean, don't go all the way up. You get a pot. You put the bone in. Don't go all the way up in the pot, like about 200% out of the bone itself. It's like, if you have 100% of water, 50% of bone in the pot. So it's like twice the amount. So if you put too much water, it might not gel. Oh, yeah. I definitely made that mistake in the so beginning. So don't go beyond what it is. Like 50% of it more, and it's, and it's good to go. And I mean, like I said in the beginning, is a broth is my, just my personal opinion. Is a liquid you obtain out of simmering meat or chicken or fish. Like if you notice, if you're eating a soup, you leave the liquid. You eat whatever the chunks in it, whatever left, we call it broth. So basically, that's what I think about it personally. And the stock is what you make out of a bone. But some people says, if you boil the bone by itself, you'll get a broth. So like a bone broth. But when it comes to a stock, it's always need those ingredients with bone and the mirepoix and the sachet. 
and he cooks for you know several times you don't I mean the broth you can make it within like an hour or two but to make the good stock you have to have like you know a good amount of time and it's every every you know stock you're making it's different does it have to do also with the reduction I mean how how long it because broth is more watery than stock right yes because I mean like what I said is uh, the broth is you can't you get it out of you know simmering beef chicken fish and if you're simmering like chicken breast you still have broth out of the chicken itself but it doesn't gel because it doesn't have a lot what we talked about about the collagen and the connective tissue yeah the other stuff so basically that's what I mean the bones are the main ingredient to gel it out and how much it has in it and like, like I tell everyone and everything it's good to know why you're doing something it helps because it does I mean it's not just know how to do it is knowing why you're doing it it makes it makes it much much easier for you to make anything in in the kitchen and some mistakes I mean we start with the vegetable stuff because we're carnivores so we take the vegetable and take take the vegetable stock away we don't use it much in the kitchen we use a lot of uh, chicken stock and beef and some mistake people make on on the vegetable stock is they put potatoes or sweet potatoes or squash or anything like starchy like this it makes the stock cloudy and it, it doesn't clear up and some people like put some you know they tell oh it's vegetable stock I put whatever I want I put Brussels sprouts I put spinach I put artichokes that kind of like cauliflower you can use your scraps but those are strong flavor uh, vegetables so it's good to get away from those kinds I mean if you if you if you focus and if you put like Brussels sprouts it's pretty strong flavor mm. and if you make a stock out of it if you're trying to make something else like a, a minestrone you're screwed you, you still have you, you'll have minestrone with Brussels sprouts flavor or cauliflower cauliflower people like you know they underestimate it it's pretty strong flavor Some people hate hate it so it's 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 you, you have to avoid that and you know when it comes to the most important one it's a you know the white stock it's beef or chicken and the way the way I'm just gonna say how, how I do it you, you met most of the time you have to cut the bone you don't use the big bones I mean, we buy the big bones but we cut cut them in small like three or four inches so it's easier for you know the broth to gel so first what we do what I do I brown the the bone and uh, the oven. in the oven so it gives it you know brownish because it gives more flavor you put it for about an hour and 350 degrees then <clears throat> you take it out when it's brown you just put them in a stock pot that's what we're gonna make the stock out of you put the vegetable on the the sheet I mean the the, 
the roasted pan you use for, you put it inside, you deglaze it with, if you want to use wine, if you want to use just, you know, just a little bit of water, you put it back in the oven. So you're trying to get all the bits off the bottom? Yes, that's, that's the flavor, because the whole side comes all together. So when, it, when, when the mirepoix, which is ready, you put it with the bones, you add the water to it, you put the sachet and you bring it to a simmer. Do not boil uh, stock. You don't. You don't want it to boil. It breaks. That can break the collagen. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to leave it like cook as slow as possible. I mean, it's, it takes about fifteen minutes to bring it to a simmer. But then you cook it for. <coughs> when it comes to uh, white stock, it takes about to four hours four hours and if you want it to be brown stock you add a tomato paste so it changes you know when you go to like a restaurant demi glaze it's just uh, it's just a term in French it's like a half a glass so we say demi glaze is most of the time is brown sauce and it's beef out of the beef stock so basically you keep cooking it until it reduces to half so demi-glaze <clears throat> probably shouldn't have any gluten, right? If they make it from scratch. Yeah, if they make it from scratch. But basically, you have to ask when you go to a restaurant. A lot of restaurants, they use uh, a powder. And the, pow the powder thing, I mean, if they don't, you know, if they don't do it in-house, uh, they use the powder, and the powder has uh, wheat, wheat I mean, like, you know, starches. You don't know from where it comes to the starches to take that out. Yeah. So demi glaze is it's uh, reducing the brown stock to half, and you know you can you can leave it for too I mean long time, but you have to make sure that you do not overcook the vegetables or leave the sachet for too long because it, it becomes better. better. Yeah. So you're, you're going to mess up the flavor. That's why when we do the long bone broth in the crock pot, I don't put any vegetables because I'm going to leave it for so long. So I usually don't put any vegetables when I'm making the... But I think one of the mistakes I made a, long, a lot when I first... I didn't understand that bone broth or stock is a, a separate step for making soup. So it's a first step, and then you would use it later... When, as part of an ingredient when you're making a soup. Yeah, I mean, like, if you go, if you check on the book, we had so many soups on the book, and most of the, the dishes I make is, uh, we make back home, it's one dish pot, and we make... One pot meat. dish? One, one dish pot. One pot dish. One pot dish. Huh. It sounded the same to me. <laughs> And basically, you're, 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 you're slow cooking your meat and your bone and your vegetable at the same time. So, it will release, I mean, you notice sometimes I make a big batch. We eat some of it, we put it in the fridge. When we go back and try to warm it up, it's all gelatin. Yeah. So and basically, you're better. making... It tastes better the next day. Yeah, of course. I mean, every soup you make, it tastes much, much better next day. And... Just to make sure I'll cover the whole thing. The fish stock, the fish stock is you can, is the fastest one you can make. And you can add, you know, 
two different two more ingredients to it don't add any uh, carrots to it take it take the carrots out because carrots is red and it gives it different color if you want to make you like want a, it to be clear you want it to be clear you can you know change it for a parsnip or you can change it with uh, what's the name of it leeks leeks gives a, a great flavor oh. to uh, to a stock and you can melt, melt the butter and the, add the, the mirepoix instead of the the carrots you put anything else you want just not flavorfully strong and you put the fish on the top of it what we do at work we put the mirepoix butter in the bottom mirepoix on the top fish the, f the fish bone on the top of it then we put some parchment paper because what happened the fish it needs time to release because it's so small it releases and when it releases it's uh, it brings some kind of foamy yeah. thing on the top so what you do is you, you put the parchment paper and after five minutes so because the, the the low heat will sweat the bone itself you take you take the the, 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 the parchment paper with the, the extra things on the top mm -hmm. so yeah, you take it out, then you add the sachet to it, you add the water, and it doesn't take too long. As for a fish, the longest one you can leave is 45 minutes. So it takes about 30 to 35 minutes. You take, you mean you turn it off, you strain it, and you cook it. And the fish, fish stock doesn't gel much. It stays liquidy. Was the fish stock was in the oven when you did that? Or no, no, no. There's no the oven. There's no oven. For it's all stock. in the stock, and okay. it means stock pot. Okay. You just you just melt the butter, and you can add wet white wine to it if you want. There's a lot of places like you know wine. Wine goes well with fish. So is there anything special about straining it? Like for the for the other one, for the main like chicken or the white or the dark. Is there anything special about when you're straining it, or can you use it right away? Or you can use it right away. You don't have to, you know, cool it down. I mean, we cool it down because we have so much. But I mean, you just have to cool it within about four hours time. So if you're making a lot, split it in a different jars. Because if you keep it in one, it takes longer to cool down. You split it in like instead of one pot, like three or four jars. And it cools but you, down you, faster. Do you need to put it through like a wire mesh strainer first, or? I at work there's. A, I mean, we we don't strain it much because every time we're going to to use it, we strain it. But when oh. we, make, we make the sauce, we strain the sauce itself. Oh. Like even when we make the demi glaze, sometimes it fill. I mean, it builds a f uh, flat like film on the top. So we strain it and we take the film away because it becomes bits. A little bit, and it's not smooth enough. Mm. And one best thing, we use it in every restaurant I worked at. Every time you finish, you're about to use a stock as a sauce. Add butter to it. It gives it a smooth, beautiful texture. Well, we'll do another show on sauces. I don't want to get them confused about sauces because the the like you said, the broth and the the stock is really a foundation. And then it can be used to flavor so many of the foods that you're going to cook. So it's like step one in the kitchen. It's the beginning. Yes. And it, I mean, our we food... We use a lot of it. A has, lot of it. 
I mean, we use it in everything. So make sure when you're cooling it off, you just put it right into the fridge or something, but not the freezer because it will expand and it will break your jars and then you'll have a big mess. So, uh, and you don't want to lose that important bone broth. So make sure just, you can leave it out on the counter till you cool it off or put, cool it off in the fridge, but don't put it right into the freezer because it will explode. So I know nobody else would do that but me, but. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I mean, because because we're talking to uh, home cooks, and uh, we don't we don't make a lot of bones at home. So basically, is you're making a little, and when you're making like about a quart or something, it cools down pretty fast. It doesn't get to the four hours, you know, danger zone, and you don't want it to be in a danger zone temperature, which is from you know thirty nine to. 140 so you want it to be as safe as possible yeah don't leave it out overnight while you fall asleep so we have to get going but if you need a good christmas present make sure and get our book mediterranean paleo cooking it's really beautiful 150 recipes and all kinds of broth recipes and stock recipes for your aspiring at-home chef you can get it at Mediterranean Paleo Cooking or just go on Amazon. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time with more tips for cooking, great things at home, and helping you improve your health. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. And just remember, it's good to know why you're doing than how to do it. And make sure and subscribe to our list at grassfedlist.com so you never miss an article or recipe. Thanks again. Have a good night. Bye.